I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. My perfect date, April 25th. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're Riverdale Recap Podcast, and that is exactly what we're going to do today. We are talking about Chapter 132, Miss Teen Riverdale. Which doesn't have anything to do with April. But it does have to... Oh, because it's a pageant. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I was really focused on the date. Written by Aaron <laughs> Allen and Chrissy Maroon. Directed by Michael Goy. We're off to a great start. I've <laughs> 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 already cackled once. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's a brand new year. Happy new year. Happy 2024. 2024 is the year Sex Archie ends. Yes. Maybe. February is the month <laughs> Sex Archie ends. Are you saying it now? February of what year? Who knows? <laughs> 2024, I just said. I just said. No, I felt like you were correcting yourself. <laughs> and then making that, like, ambiguous. I'm going to stretch this baby out one episode a year. We could do that. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. I think we'd lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> we have listeners? I don't know if we still do. Most of them might have already <laughs> just finished the show because they were like, "Don't know where they are." They might have died. Look, who I knows? am not. I am not losing this game of chicken that I've been playing with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who does not know I exist. But I'm still gonna follow through. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know the holidays, and life, day job, things. work stuff, a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. And now we're back. And now we're back. I mean, yeah, they had to end their strike at, like, the worst possible time. <laughs> Not my fault. Uh, so, uh, before we wa uh, watch this episode, I did have to watch the previous episode, because I didn't remember what the fuck happened. So it was a musical. It's the musical. It was the musical. Caught up. The quote-unquote original musical. The partially original uh, musical. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean... Only one song of it is something you could even possibly have been expected to hear before. But only four of the songs were actually original, original for the episode, even so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we are, are jumping in mm -hmm. to the Miss Riverdale teen pageant. Yeah, but our opening scene is all the teen ladies of Riverdale writing into Betty's oh, yeah. anonymous... Okay. I thought we were going to do a little segue thing, but okay. <laughs> the theme of the episode. The theme of the episode is, yes, but the events are all the teen ladies of Riverdale writing letters to Betty's advice column. Yes, because remember, she started an advice column. Yes. I forgot that till this moment <laughs> that we watched it. And I was like, oh, yes. Uh, and it's a, they Sex don't know it's her. Sex Archie is brought to you by one Riverdale expert. <laughs> I <laughs> Okay, cackle number two <laughs> took four minutes. <laughs> I don't think it's that funny. Uh, the pause is the funny part. I have a lot of things to think about, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some things have to be pushed out to think about new things, such as I have to remind you who your cousins are. I, I would probably recognize them on the street. Okay, I have to tell you which of their children is in what photos. That's true. I don't, yeah. You're like, oh, who are these cute little children on the fridge? Your cousin's kids. I'm glad they don't listen to this show. <laughs> who really like you. Well, the kids really like me, and they really shouldn't listen to this show. <laughs> So, so, yes, Veronica is writing in about institutional sexism in the business field. Mm -hmm. And Tony is writing to complain about racist beauty standards and uh, uh, Midge about pregnancy. Uh, Cheryl about being a closeted lesbian. Yeah, about homophobia. And Evelyn writes in about how advice columns are bullshit. I feel like you're just wasting your own time to make yourself angry if you're yeah. writing to an advice column. She's like, dear girl next door or Miss Busybody, yeah. what gives you a right? How do you know things? <laughs> I'm like, geez. Calm down. Maybe start your own advice column yeah. if you don't like it. Or just don't read it. Or there's that too. 
and Ethel about being the one plain girl in TV Hot People Town. No, Ethel, you're lovely. You're lovely. Mm-hmm. Before Betty can write back, though, mm-hmm. she she has to run downstairs. And uh, Before Betty can write back, she has to do the entire following episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, she keeps getting sidetracked. It's, she does a lot. She's very busy this week. Uh, so she goes downstairs and, and she finds Ethel drawing, uh, doing a beauty pageant lady, basically. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's beautiful. Is that for art class? And like, oh, no, uh, your mom has me as her assistant for the beauty pageant. And this is for it. Mm hmm. And Miss Riverdale Teen Queen. Yes. And Alice is so in love with it. <laughs> Alice was Miss Miss Riverdale Teen Queen. Apparently for all her teen years. We later find out no one else ever won when she was running. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love the idea of a pageant that like you can win consecutively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's not disqualifying to be a previous champion. No, you can. St- it seems a little weird. Seems like they probably haven't had that many different people with the title. <laughs> knowing how this town works, everyone has a four-year reign. I'm I'm honestly surprised though that Alice won it so much, considering we learn that of course Cheryl's parents sponsor it and mm-hmm. I'm like okay then her family probably sponsored it way back when <laughs> so like how was it not a blossom maybe Penelope didn't wanna she just didn't wanna yeah so Alice and Betty go back and forth about you know oh how wonderful the pageant is and and Betty's like Ugh, it's it's gross it like <laughs> you know objectifies women and mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. that's not fair and that's not right and oh oh you you miss Grumpy Pants USA, like, yeah. shush. <laughs> I, shush. This episode is big on Alice, and I love it categorically. <laughs> Alice is up at 11 at all times, therefore, best episode ever. Um, but this is, like, I would say quite the small town beauty pageant, because mm-hmm. the winner gets not only a car... Uh-huh. And not only, like, a screen test deal in Hollywood, uh-huh. but a full scholarship to any school that they get into. <laughs> like, that's a lot. It's not like a... At first, I thought it was like a, you could have this or this or that. But no, no you get all you three. you get the whole package you, deal because WRIV is loaded. Betty, goddamn. Well, it's more like uh, the Blossoms are also a sure, sponsor. Sure. Yeah. You know, they called in a favor with the Lodges for the Hollywood thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice is trying to be like, Betty, like, come on. You know you want, like, a scholarship. Like, you could go to whatever school you wanted. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's like, trying to entice her, but also, like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she makes a snide remark to, to Ethel of, like, oh, Ethel, that drawing is beautiful. But let's change her from a blonde to a brunette because she'll be more likable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. It's and that good Alice stares Betty down. I missed Alice. Uh, so Betty goes to school and she mm-hmm. walks in on all the girls talking about the pageant. So Veronica, Tony, Cheryl, uh, Evelyn, Evelyn, Midge. It's a surprisingly Evelyn-heavy episode. <laughs> we haven't got that since season three. Yeah. And so Betty realizes, wait, no, you guys can't all be like doing this. It's mm-hmm. it's objectifying. It's awful. They, they have a big argument about how, like, femininity is complicated, and this is being mediated through, uh, uh, you know, broadcast television, one of the institutions that is selling versions of, like, commodifying femininity in a way that makes it complicated. Yeah. I saw the Barbie movie. We can skip ahead. You, it's, it's already been covered. Barbie movie's so fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, Cheryl does call, uh, Betty out on, like, well, didn't you, like, you know, show Archie yours and also, like, flash all of TV? Mm -hmm. Who are you to judge? Yeah, but those are completely different situations. (laughs) Yeah. 
I feel like what you do in the privacy of your own home and a separate home separated by an alleyway. So, well, here's the thing. The one about, like, you you and Archie, mm-mm. like, yeah, you don't got grounds there. I will say the, like, hey, Betty, you did flash all of TV on a dance show. Yeah, but that is was... a little more grounds of the fact. Of, yes, I know what she was going for, it, but it she's... was a, a petty personal vindictive act rather than yeah. But Betty's being very judgy about them wanting to yeah. be on TV in, yeah. in cute little outfits. So cute that uh, Veronica would rather go get her own gown done, uh, uh, not in town, but from Edith Head. Uh, by 1955, Edith Head had already won six Oscars for costume design. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was easier back then. They had separate categories for color and black and white. Sometimes she won two Oscars in the same year. Uh, so Betty's also, though, like, oh, well, doesn't it bug you? Like, it's going to be girls against girls. Like, they're going to make us fight each other, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, because we're going to rise above that. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a pact. Everyone has their own reasons for competing. Like Tony, for example, wants to remind people that, that black people exist, it even is, in Riverdale. It is the first integrated yes. Miss Teen Riverdale. She's she's the one who's making she's, it that way. She's going to do it. She, <laughs> and Cheryl's like, I, I can't not do it. Mm-hmm. My parents pay for it. She's also defending her crown. Is that a conflict of interest? Number one. Her family's paying for it. Number two, her dad is one of the three judges. Yeah, no wonder you fucking won. What? Maybe. Yeah. I would I would lodge a complaint. I would Veronica lodge a complaint. I mean, I would also like lodge a complaint with Betty competing of the fact that like Alice and Hell right? host it. I feel like you have a big advantage if the person reading the card is your mom. Yeah. So uh, over outside of the school, Fangs is with Midge, and he's like, "Like, are are you sure you want to compete in your your delicate condition?" And she's like, "Dude, let me have some fun. This is the last time I'm going to be 16, because like I'm popping out a baby." Midge has the smallest fetus known to man. It's been months. I do appreciate the fact that F- Fangs quickly changes his tune, and he's like, "All right, if that's what you want, baby, you go get it." Yeah. <laughs> I believe in you. He compliments her classy chassis. Yes. <laughs> Are we sure she's pregnant? She <laughs> No, actually, I'm really not. I think I think she uh maybe just accidentally got food poisoning a few mm, times, which mm-hmm, was the throwing mm-hmm. up. And, uh, you know, her hormones are just off. She did make that frog explode, though. Frogs can explode for lots of reasons. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so so after a moment of reflection, Betty Cooper marches right up to that sign-up sheet, and she puts her name down on the sixth line. Well, and this is after Veronica reminds her about the college scholarships and how right, she could get into right. Sarah Florence if she wanted. B- Betty is really hoping to, to go to a school that her parents would not approve of. There's even a scene where uh, Alice talks about how much she does not want her going to one of them learning colleges for uppity folk. Yeah, so yeah. That, that gives her the inspiration, yes, the desire. Yes. And she she struts up there and adds her name to the list of all her friends and no one else. <laughs> it's Veronica, uh, Midge, Evelyn, Tony... Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. And now her is the sixth. And that's it. <laughs> that's no it. Else. No, no one else. <laughs> it seems like this huge institution. And the only people signed up are exclusively people she already talked to over a scone today. Yes. <laughs> so Alice finds out mm-hmm. and is absolutely pissed off because yes. she's like, oh, oh, Elizabeth, you're only doing this to make a feminist statement or something. <laughs> How like, dare you? That's the only reason you signed up. You're awful. Awful. Nah. <laughs> 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 Uh, and she she goes on about how you know she was Miss, Miss Riverdale, yes, and, and it was the best day of her life. It was going to open so many doors for her. She thought she would be a stewardess she was and travel be the world. One of them Pan Am girls that they had a four episode TV show about many years. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I, I do actually remember yeah. that. Was that Christina Ricci? In it that? was Christina yeah. Ricci. Yeah. 
Did it really only have four episodes? It did not finish its first season. Uh, I know that much. I know people liked it. I never actually watched it. I just remember it. <laughs> and Betty's like, wait, though. You you wanted to to you, be a stewardess? You had a dream? You had a dream? Outside that, the home? What? Well, instead, she married Hal and popped out a pair of girls. Yeah. And so Betty kind of has a sweet moment where she's like, well, Mom, I think that would have been amazing for you. I think that would have been such a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sad you didn't have it. And Alice is just like, well, you know. Being Miss Teen Riverdale was the best thing of my life. So if you win, that will be the greatest accomplishment of my life. (laughs) Again, it's Alice. It's Alice Cooper. I love her. Yeah. I would never want to share a room with her in my life. Just makes me think of my mother. Yeah. Who who had to send me a text message from a friend of hers who congratulated her on me running the marathon. Mm Mm-hmm. Because apparently my mother had anything to do with it. <laughs> well, she was planning out your, your like, uh, hydration plan. She was counting your carbs to make sure you were properly fueled. Yeah. She was really involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Alice is like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to rehearse with you girls. Which is the first time Betty learned there's rehearsals. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole commitment. You don't just show up on the day. So there's our, our big cursive throwback title card. It's yeah. the end of the, the prologue chapter. And when we come back, we it, come back to rehearsals. It's it's that scene from A League of Their Own. I love A League of Their Own. Yay! You, you gotta walk with the book on your head. Yes, in little circles. Uh, Alice goes over um, the uh, different segments of the competition, you know, evening gown. Vim and vigor. Your opinion. The bathing suits. And of course, talent. Talent, yes. And she is just doing the the biggest pep talk. She's selling the the concept, the really the ideology of Miss Riverdale Teen Queen. Yes. That you must represent the town with pep. And you know what? Your middle name needs to be Pep. I, I love This is my pep talk. <laughs> Uh, she calls it a pep talk, but it's really a pep X talk. It's it's a different system. Yeah. It's not that prestigious. Uh, I do like that she uses the word ambassadrix rather than ambassador because she's that into like uh, uh, the feminine diminutive or, yeah. or the separate sphere of the feminine. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Assistant Ethel is in the corner. Yes. Uh, and she is daydreaming about uh, being the winner yeah. of Miss Teen. Not just the winner, but when she gives her wishes, she's like, wow, it would be nice if my parents weren't murdered and could be there. And there they are in the back row cheering. Yay! And they're like, is there anything else you want? Well, I really wish, like, you know, people would appreciate my art and it could, like, hang in a museum somewhere. And so she has a self-portrait in the style of the Mona Lisa that has been hung on the walls of the Guggenheim, but is also in the TV studio. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. It's just a a fantasy. And then they're also like, well, is there anything else? And she's like, oh, man, the ginchiest thing would be if Jughead Jones was my boyfriend. And Alice is like, wow, Wow. there are so many other boys you could have picked. (laughs) But sure. And Jughead walks up with a dozen roses and says, yes, Ethel, I already am your boyfriend. (laughs) And then they are snapped back to reality. Or Ethel's pulled out of her daydream. This is also the most Jughead does in this episode. (laughs) No, he makes a lot of facial expressions later. He does. It's really great later. I like it. I have a lot of praise for what's going on there. Where they put the boys in this not much boys episode. It's so good. It's it's the little dabble do you, you know. It's I love good. it. It's good. They they are off to uh, Perky Perky and Peach, which is the name of Mary's uh-huh. uh, dress shop. Yeah, Perky and Peach. Perky and Peach. Um, because not... she was in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, like, peach isn't a great color for most people. <laughs> well, neither is the dress in Pretty in Pink. Well, that dress is just bad. It's bad. It's she, so fucking she bad. She makes herself a bad dress out of a good dress. That dress is just fucking awful. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the girls are all getting, like, 
you know, fitted, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Alice and uh, Mary are having a bit of banter back and forth where yes. we find out that they competed together and Mary never won. Alice won- always won. And and also their ideology of what are our hopes for the children? Do we hope that, that these children can do the highest thing that a woman can, which is raise children like we did, or have dreams beyond such a thing? Will our daughters live to see a woman president? And Evelyn's and- like... I would never vote for a woman. And Tony's like, <gasps> also a black president. You never know. It could happen. <laughs> no one responds to this. Nope. <laughs> well, Evelyn's not going to cross that no. line and say she'd never vote for them. <laughs> um, and uh, during this little fitting, uh, uh, Mary's like, mm, Midge, I think we might need to take this out a little bit for you, which puts on... Alice's spider senses. Yes, her, her pregnancy radar. And she's off. like, whoa! While Evelyn's like, hey, lay off the Krispy Kremes, why don't you? We got, we got a pageant to go to. And so Alice is like, Midge, we're going to talk privately later. And also, Ethel has been crying while pinning Betty's hem. Yes. Betty's trying to find out why, mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm. won't say. And it's not until later, when they're back home, that... She finds out that Ethel wishes she could compete, mm-hmm. but she's not the Riverdale ideal girl, so there's no point. Quote, that's not me. I'm the girl whose parents were murdered and draws creepy pictures. <laughs> okay, the parent murder thing, that's like all girls in Riverdale. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Not in this timeline. It's rather rare. She's just born in the wrong she's, time. She, <laughs> she's she ahead is, of her time, yeah. She is she's where that saying comes from. <laughs> uh, uh, I was born in 2015, but I still listen to good music and wish my parents were murdered. 2015? An eight-year-old probably isn't making that YouTube comment, but still. <laughs> the, the idea, I, think, I think people got the idea. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Midge... Is scared shitless at, <laughs> well, she sits in a booth across from Alice at Pops. This is shot like... Fucking wh- horror movie. I was going to say great. like the, the third or fourth episode of The Expanse. Yeah. With the... With the, the zoomy candle. Or candle. Zoomy camera. The the interrogation drugs. Yeah. On, on the Scirocco. <laughs> but also, yes, it does the, the Jaws on the Beach uh, uh, rack focus shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so Midge looks like she's going to die, mm-hmm. and Alice uh, is like, so, how far along are you? Don't fib. I know what that glow looks like. <laughs> and then Midge explodes. <laughs> uh, so then the next day, uh, Alice is at the rehearsal with the girls, minus Midge, and she's like, so, Midge Clump is no longer with us. <laughs> and Betty and she, asks if she died. She's like, what? What happened? Did Midge die? Oh no, she's just going to spend six to seven months at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Mm-hmm. Veronica's like, wait, six to seven is she? And she gets cut off before she can say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alice is just like, ladies, we, we need to really focus on keeping our bodies as a temple. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to do. No defilement. Let's not dwell on this. When she chop, me- chop. When she mentions defilement, uh, Betty and Veronica give each other a look like... <laughs> So then the the girls uh-huh. are off in the lounge, mm-hmm. and Betty's like... Evelyn has more lines in this episode than she's had the entire season, than a number of seasons, in fact. So Betty's like, wait, what? why would Midge be sent away? And Evelyn's like, I thought you were supposed to be smart. She comes out swinging. She has a fucking bun in the oven, girl. Like, <laughs> what? And, and, and... Evelyn goes on that, come on, it's the worst kept secret in this town, other than the two of you pointing to Cheryl and Tony. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, everyone freaking knows. None of you can keep a secret. Cheryl's whole, like, drive, her her character beat in this scene is to just snap back at Evelyn whenever she gets too Evelyn-y. Like when she calls her, quote, you goon from Saskatoon. Yes. Uh, And so Betty goes on and she's like, wait, so Midge and Fangs have done more than once? (laughs) 
everyone around her is like, yeah, probably constantly. And she's like, wait, but I'm just wondering, like, how Midge could have gotten in this predicament. <laughs> and they all are like, oh, my God, does she not know? <laughs> She's like, no, no, I know. She read but the like, book. She knows better. She read that book so many times. And what she's really concerned about is like, well, didn't they use protection? Like, what? And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's not like, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm, and then Veronica invents the pill. <laughs> she, she theorizes such a thing. She invents a monthly pill, which is, seems way better. Like, for convenience sake, at least. Yeah, like once a month. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be great. I can, Moki and I can be on the same schedule. <laughs> Flea and tick, pop the no babies, it'd be great. Love you. <laughs> and then Evelyn says something stupid. And, <laughs> and Cheryl's like, seriously, who allowed you to sit with us? What the fuck? Why are you here? Evelyn is so cruel to everyone. She, she's. Oh, I love Evelyn though. Is her mom Alice? Is she a lost Cooper? Did she, <laughs> did she get all the the spicy jeans? Spicy. Later in the hallway, mm-hmm. uh, Betty's like, "Hey Ethel, you didn't like say anything during that whole conversation, and secretly, it's that Ethel just learned how like sex works." Hmm. I'm gonna have to think about this. Maybe Jughead can help me think about this. <laughs> He's a real thinker. Except, no, actually, she just just was quiet mm-hmm. and is worried about Midge. And Betty's like, oh, we'll figure out Midge. The real important thing is there's now a spot in the pageant and you should take it. A Fuck s- Midge, take our spot. A spot? A spot? I saw like two dozen spots on that signing sheet. <laughs> what do you mean a spot? Ethel's like, but your mom still needs an assistant. And Betty's like, don't worry, I got that covered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Cheryl and Tony mm-hmm. go to break it to Fangs yes. that his girlfriend was abducted. Kidnapped. Yeah, <laughs> abducted and locked away in Jesus hell, and which I guess is just hell. He's not taking it well, and he's like, no. "Oh my god, we're gonna go break her out! What the <gasps> fuck is this?" And they're like, "Oh no, don't do that." He believes that the Sisters of Quiet Mercy are running MK Ultra, like they're they're just like slipping psychedelics into everyone's food for research purposes. I mean, that's they probably are. Like, it's not that unheard of for Riverdale. I, yeah, yeah, but this is a little bit of like prime timeline leaking into Fifties Dale in an in an unusual manner. Is, is Papa Poutine around the corner? Like, how, how much should we expect that to happen? Oh, yeah, Papa Poutine's here. He exists. Um, He's hanging out where Riverdale used to be, uh, uh, like five counties north. Like, what, what happened? Where, where did the it go? go? Where did town go? Wait a minute. Uh, so Tony's like, no, like, they don't know you're the dad yet. Mm-hmm. You need to stick with the plan of writing a hit song, yes. getting famous, winning over her parents, and then you guys can get married. So just stick to the plan, and we're going to leave Midge there. Yes. This is an awful plan. <laughs> Go break the girl out. Go run away together. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a lot better than this fucking situation. Leave, li- live that rock and roll life. Uh, and Fakes is like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. They, they they talk him down. And and then we catch up with Ethel having fitted her gown uh, uh, and basically doing an accelerated catch-up program. She, she's got her gown and a book on her head, and she's, like, studying the, the uh, Q&A segment. And Alice is like, what the fuck? She's in this cloud of yellow tulle, Ethel is. Yes. Yes. Um, so Alice comes in, and she's like, What? What? And she, of course, has to be like, but I need an assistant. And Betty's like, don't worry, I got that covered. And in comes Dilton Doily. Remember remember that time when Dilton's like, yeah, I know Betty's not into me, but as long as she wears those sweaters to school, I'll do anything she says. Be my mom's assistant. Yeah. <laughs> got it. This, this is one of those. This is one of them. Alice drags Betty out into the hallway to have a little chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Alice is is pissed and is all like, you know, what What if they discover her unsavory history? Like, this isn't safe for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she brings this up later in another, like, conversation 
mm-hmm. uh, about like what if a reporter sniffs around her and finds something that that will reflect poorly on the town? Like, what are you? Well, are you, later she, when it comes up, she says, "And what will that mean for us and our family?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Are you Ethel's mom? Are you Ethel's? Did you kill Ethel's parents? Did what you, you kill Ethel's parents? <laughs> did Hal did, is Hal a serial killer in this world too?" <laughs> well, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy are locking people in a dungeon until they invent murder D&D again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Alice claims she's trying to protect Ethel. Mm-hmm. And um, also, quote, I am here to protect the office of Miss Riverdale Teen Queen. Yes. And so Alice insists that Ethel needs to drop out and Betty's going to be the one to tell her. And she storms off and Betty stomps her foot. This big frustrated stomp. It's very good. It's so funny. Uh, So she goes to uh, the Not Speak Easy coffee shop. Yes, the, the new white worm, right? No, what do they call this place now? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> but yeah, that place. Yeah. And she's there with Tony and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Veronica and just filling them in on her mom. And uh, they're like, well, no, we're going to all like stand up against this and we're not going to compete um, unless they let Ethel compete. And if they don't have teens to compete, they don't have a show. And I'm like, actually, they still have Evelyn who will compete no matter what the fuck you do. And that just means she wins. It would look very silly. To have a parade of one. <laughs> to have one talent. <laughs> uh, I mean, no one else wanted to compete this year. <laughs> but the show must go on. Let's all pretend that the judges have a decision to make. Oh, it's taken a while. They're really tabulating. <laughs> um. So Veronica um, suggests that they go around Alice and they go to Hal. And, and? she is going to come with... For the negotiation. Has. Can you recall a time when Veronica has ever spoken with Hal Cooper? No. I don't think it came up. I think Hal Cooper is actually the person to speak the least amount in this season. Yeah, yeah. Of like recurring semi-important characters. Yeah. Yeah. He speaks the most in this episode. <laughs> ever. He's like Evelyn well, in this. The, the, the dance show episode with the noted Panty Flash. Whenever it's TV show business, little, they, they take him out of the closet. But he does very little. Yeah. Alice normally does most of yeah. it. He presented the hell out of that dance show. He's he's a real chummy guy when the cameras are rolling. So so they go to Hal on the set of, of Miss Teen. They're getting ready for film day. Veronica's dress is great. I love this dress pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Betty looks like a little sailor. She, it's she, not great. She fell off the set of On the Town through uh, uh, and, and ran through a plaid factory. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's not great. They're like, hey, we want to talk to you about the parameters of this competition. Uh, the parameters for us to compete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Veronica goes through a whole thing about how he has to agree to the parameters because he's all like, no, I don't because like Alice will kill me. And she's like, mm, hold up. I got a worse situation. You've sold ads. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make money if you don't have a competition. And we're not competing unless you do this. Essentially, Hal Cooper is facing down the world's most specialized uh, labor union. Yeah. Uh, I think in history, the world's most specialized labor union was the main cast of Friends, <laughs> who did all of their contract negotiations as a six-person unit. Yes. Nice. That's great. And that's why they were all they all got paid equally a million dollars an episode. Dang. Yes. <laughs> so they're all like, you know, Ethel needs to be allowed to compete. Mm-hmm. Also, no swimsuit competition. And he and he replies, that's the judge's favorite segment. And the way Veronica just says, I'm sure. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Also, the judges are the principal, uh, the the creep doctor, uh, Dr. Werther's, and and again, Cheryl's dad, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alice is now pissed at Hal. Why do you constantly undermine me, Harold? 
Uh, and this is where she's like, but what if someone uh, looks into Ethel's past? What mm-hmm. happens to us, our family? Which is like, red flag, what do you mean there? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and so she wails on Hal for a long time, and she's like, you Did made she this- have a lesbian affair with the future Mrs. Muggs? Or with the current Mrs. Muggs, when, like, the kids were eight? You don't know. don't know. Maybe. Maybe she killed her family. I don't Maybe, know. I don't know. Who knows? So she's like, you made a mountain out of this, Hal, so come help me with my necklace. <laughs> right now. She's just doing unhinged housewife so, so good. Because when she's screaming about the necklace, she's not screaming about the necklace. But, oh, she's yeah. so good. She's so yeah. good. Uh, and meanwhile, over in the one bedroom, Ethel's like, oh man, I hope your parents aren't fighting about me. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can hear everything they're saying. Yeah, yeah. How, how reinforced are these walls? What's, what's the muffle situation? You're not hearing them enunciate. Then he's like, oh no, that's not it. They just got nerves. You know, it's the first year it's been televised nationwide live. It's a big deal. They're just stressed. Yeah. Uh, So, Ethel, did you decide what song you're singing? (laughs) Change the subject. I have so many questions about the talent competition. And it answers some of them. (laughs) So now it is the night of the competition. Yes. And uh, over at Pops, the There's boys... A watch party. All the boys are at Pops. Boys viewing party. Like, TV's on the counter. Squeezed around an eight-inch portable black and white TV. <laughs> and Reggie's like, yeah, back, back home, they had the Miss Duck Creek pageant with butter carving. <laughs> that should be part of it. They should have to do an art... There should be an art round... And then Ethel would win it clean. Yeah. Except the judges hate her art. That's better but, plot. But like, remember, these specific judges hate her art. Can this Cheryl paint really fancy pictures? Oh, yeah. She can paint her fursona, which I'm sure these judges would also love. Uh, and Julian's like, oh, I can't believe they cut the swimsuit competition. And, and Jughead she- jokes about how much he wants to watch his own sister prance her, her swimwear around. They're... They are bringing back season one. He's doing yeah. the twin cest shit. Yeah. He's yeah. like, mm, Julian, you're fucked up. <laughs> fucked up, dude. It's really weird. Just with a different twin. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin. Yes. Is, is singing. Every at- decade, every timeline, Kevin has one formal <laughs> outfit. It is the blue ruffle tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> God, I hope they just reuse the same one every time. <laughs> Uh, and so he he sings to us as all the girls get introduced. He sings to come out. some enchanted evening, the classic love theme from South Pacific. They knew what they had. There are two separate reprises of it in South Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first, uh, Cheryl is introduced as the reigning queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Betty comes out and is introduced. Uh, and, uh... And then Ethel and Evelyn have well, to share. Why is this? Why is this? I don't know! Because you think, okay... not long enough? So, we're just gonna make everyone share now. No, no, no! no. Veronica gets introduced individually, then Tony's introduced individually, which Tony... Looks like fucking Anna from Frozen. She does, she does. And Ethel is definitely doing the, the like, Belle, Beauty, and the Beast thing. Yeah. I just think it's strange that Kevin had so many strong objections to performing Rodgers and Hammerstein one episode previous. Well, I I think it's that he, uh... He's breaking out in hives under that tux right now. <laughs> he wanted to do something different. He also knows how bad a high school production of Oklahoma can be. <laughs> But during the, like, them all coming out and, like, prancing across the stage, we're, like, cutting back to the watch party and all the Steam is coming out of the boys' ears. Like, whistling and, like, oh my gods and all that stuff happening. It's it's the the wolf watching Red Riding Hood in that one uh, uh, Looney Tunes. You know the one. Yeah. And, uh... The tongue is rolling out. And Clay is just there making hard eyes at Kevin on screen performing. Of course. Of course. Um, so then... We come back to, they're at Pops, and through the TV screen, we see Hal saying, and that was Veronica Lodge on the tightrope. And now for our last (laughs) talent, 
the last talent, which is the last segment, they did the entire, the entire pageant in the space of a commercial break. The commercial ate up the thing I wanted to see so bad. I am so pissed. Also, when I made this note, I misspelled Veronica so badly that my notes app corrected it to erotica. <laughs> erotica does a tightrope act? Question mark. <laughs> Sometimes it's accurate. <laughs> So now we've come back in time for Ethel's uh, song to end the competition. And she sings, Who Will Love Me As I Am. Who Will Love Me As I Am is presented in the narrative as an original song written by Ethel Muggs, the multi-talented virtuoso. Uh, it is originally from Sideshow, a 1997 stage musical following the, the true story of the life and love of a pair of conjoined twin sisters. Oh, shit. I, I can't recall if it's one of the sisters or the two of them singing this as a duet about the difficulties of finding love while conjoined. What if Betty and Ethel were conjoined twins? What if Betty and Ethel were conjoined twins? And Alice gave Ethel away. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what if? <laughs> oh, th that's my prediction. That's it. Conjoined twins. Ethel is Alice's and she gave her away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's it. Uh, I got a question. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. oh, no, no, I don't no, have a question. No. What? what, what? <laughs> my question can wait. Well, I guess it will. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, because then I was like, I don't think that's actually possible. It's not, probably not possible to have, like, conjoined twins are typically, like, Identical. Identical. So you couldn't have, like, a boy and a girl. Because I was going to be, what if it's Jughead? <laughs> and I they can't think, date now. I think it is possible for fraternal twins in, like, your, your zygotic stage to become linked. I, I'm i not is a doctor. It? I'm not an expert. But I, I don't, think it's possible. It's just you never see, like, any yeah, type of yeah. story about a conjoined twins thing that is not them... And looking at the same. Like, they always look identical, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how that works. But anyhow, I do have a question. Yeah. Before we move on, and excluding the one time this question gets answered for us, mm -hmm. in this moment at least, what were the other talents? There are four other talents we don't know okay, about. Okay, I totally wrote down we should talk about and yes. speculate what everyone yes. else's talent is. I think Evelyn Evernever had a straight-up Charlie McCarthy-ass ventriloquy act. Evelyn. <laughs> Just a little man with a bow tie insulting people. You know, maybe I was going to say she, like, did canning <laughs> because she's a good housewife. Yeah? Yeah. She's like, this is what good ladies do. We know how to can. You would die if she did October Sky style model rocketry. <gasps> <laughs> you would oh die. Oh my god! And then she'd be like, my dad taught me. <laughs> she blows a hole through the studio Fuck ceiling. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that. That's good. That's good. Obviously, Betty is changing a tire with a stopwatch. Yeah. 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 Or she's, like, full-on, like, Miss Congeniality, but instead of it, like, being, like, yeah. wine glasses, it's car parts. Remember Sing. Yeah. You want to keep Oh, you mean, like, I was thinking before to... she no, had no, her real No, no, I was thinking talent. solar plexus in step nose uh, growing. Okay. I was thinking, like, car parts that are being used as <laughs> crystal glasses to make them sing. <laughs> Music. You want to touch me. Um, you want to love me. Uh, Tony, well, she knew she couldn't do like an erotic dance as the serpent queen. Mm -hmm. So um, she 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 did beatnik poetry. Oh, she did a spoken word performance. Yeah, spoken word performance. How about butterfly knife tricks? She that was also on her list of things, <laughs> but they like. They made her approve her talent ahead of time. Oh, okay. They didn't make anyone else do that, oh, but they made her. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Uh, sucked someone's soul. <laughs> <laughs> Mind reading. Oh. She she did like a like a cold reading. I'm feeling something over here, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. What would Midges have been if she uh? Wasn't kicked out. Baton twirling. Yeah. 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 She would have had, like, the only, like, legit <laughs> talent that 
other than singing that you would do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. What I'm really mad about is not like you could make a whole episode about just the pageant, sure. And like you would have it cut between onstage and backstage drama. Yeah. The the most fun thing you could do. It would all- but what I really want is the question answer segment. Yes, I that's was just what thinking I that. Like I wanted. I feel like that's a big missed opportunity. Yeah. Enough preamble. Enough uh, ado from us. Ethel begins singing, "Who will love me as I am?" Acapella for the first like three lines. Yes. It's very awkward. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Jughead is encouraging her spiritually from, the TV. from a few miles away. Yeah. Uh, Archie and Reggie are like, oh my gosh, she has pipes. As Reggie she... loves it. Re- Reggie says, I think I'm in love by Reggie the end of the song. Reggie of all people. Uh, she... This is how you know this is not the same Reggie from the 2020s. Yeah. This is a different yeah. man. Re- Reggie has met his lady. <laughs> uh, and so, yes. I bet she could carve a mean butter. <laughs> So as she uh, sings, you know, everyone's more and more impressed and she just shines. The crowd goes wild. They're screaming for it. They love it. Yeah. Reggie dies uh, (laughs) and and does like this at the end, this like crazy big like, yeah, scream of like happiness. (laughs) Like, that's my future wife. Uh, I can't wait to plow a farm for you. Um, everyone at Pops is actually, like, screaming, like, the Super Bowl was just one. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's, it's, you know, she is done. That was last competition. It and is- and so the boys at, at Pops are talking about, like, oh, I don't know. This is going to be hard judging. Everyone's got their pick. You know, oh, Veronica's got it. No, no, Cheryl's got this in the bag. Repeat, obviously. It's all rigged. And then one of the boys is like, oh, man, who knew Veronica was an acrobat? And then... Uh, someone else is like, you know, Betty's delivery of the Gettysburg dress was stirring. <laughs> was it? Was it? <laughs> and Julian's That's like... the most bullshit talent I've ever heard. But she was like tap dancing during I it. I hope so. In like, I want it to be... She and did only it in Morse code. A specific amount of people will know what this is. But my crowd out there who gets it, I want her to be wearing... If we're anything, we're narrow cast, dear. You're safe. Molly from American Girl. I want her, <laughs> her to be wearing her tap dancing outfit uh-huh. for her patriotic, like, star, star-spangled banner, like, tip. Mm-hmm. It is... I want that outfit. That was her outfit for saying the Gettysburg Address while we, tap dancing. We will accept the showgirls from the war bonds sequence from Captain America, the first Avenger. Fine. As a compromise. Fine. Um, and also, also Clay is like, damn, Ethel, we should have we went with our first idea to make the musical about her. What? <laughs> what? Okay, they didn't really know what Archie the musical was about, but really, what would Ethel Muggs the musical have been about? Grie- murder. Grieving your murdered parents? Murder. I guess. I have a really it's great idea. It's a hook. Idea. <laughs> I have a really great idea on how they can deal with all that blood on the stage. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just like a red paper confetti? Confetti. Yeah. Yeah, it worked really good for American Psycho the it musical. It sweeps up real good. We shared a room with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. About a month about apart. About a month, almost two months apart. <laughs> he might have sat in my chair. You don't know. Don't it, know. It could have happened. But Julian is like, I don't care who wins as long as it's not my sister. Yes. <laughs> I swear, I am not upset that there wasn't a swimsuit competition. I, I wasn't, like, living all year to see my sister in a bikini. It's going to go to her head. She's going to get ideas like she could make out with other boys. It's a whole thing. Uh, so now it is time to announce the winner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and- the, the envelope goes up, and it is passed to... Uh, uh, representative of all past Miss Teen Riverdale Queens, Alice Cooper. Uh, She breaks the seal, opens it up, looks inside, and announces the 1955 Miss Teen Riverdale Queen is 
Ethel Muggs. And, and the boys at Pops are like, ah! Archie's face is, is his head is turning inside out. He's screaming so big as he collapses into the crowd. It was amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I would watch all of the like extra clips of them mm-hmm, filming the mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> um the look on Hal's face, though, and the judges... The judges are like, what the fuck? We gave her zero points. What the fuck what? is this? Did what? you give her any what? points? No. And uh, uh, Alice whispers to Hal, smile dealer. Everyone's watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad for Evelyn. She actually had lines this week and thought it meant something. It didn't mean anything. No. <laughs> um, but Ethel is so happy, and she is crowned... And the iris out on her, very, very 50s, very classic. A little bit Star Wars. <laughs> a little bit. The next day, mm-hmm. uh, Fangs rushes into Pops, and he's like, Hey, Sh- Cheryl said I should be expecting a call. And so Pops directs him back to the payphone, and, and Midge calls. And she's having a bad time. She She is not... Not doing well. And she's like, oh my god, what's our plan? And he's like, you gotta stay strong. We'll get through this. There's mm-hmm, no plan mm-hmm. to get you out. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I mean, they have like a nice moment of like, I got it. We're gonna be a family. It's gonna be okay. But I'm like, oh my god, just go break her out. <laughs> uh, so then over at the Cooper household, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Betty goes into the kitchen and sees her mom. And she's like, hey, is everything Okay. Uh, are you like this because I lost? And Alice is like, oh, you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. And she hands her the envelope. And what is the name inside that envelope? Betty Cooper. Betty Cooper. It's like what when Moonlight won the Oscar, but they didn't fix it and just... <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. It wasn't a mistake, Alice did that mm-hmm, and she's like mm-hmm. yeah your father and the judges were furious with me but what were they gonna do we were live on tv they couldn't say anything it would make it all look bad mm-hmm. and uh petty's just like so, so you wanted ethel to win after all alice is basically like yeah like maybe i truly believe uh that this pageant can change lives mm-hmm. or maybe i just didn't want you to win you'll never know <laughs> You'll have to live with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she goes to walk away, but Betty's like, you know, Mom, you can say whatever you want, but, like, deep down, I know you're a good, nice, decent person, and I love you. And, and Alice she- cries. Alice cries at her daughter's love. Uh, which Betty doesn't see because she walks away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do... This is such a good Alice episode. This is such a good Alice scene where she's like weaponizing doing a nice thing for someone well yeah this this whole like like what one of her big objections in in the stompy scene back at school is this is a competition not a charity and now she's using she's turned it into a charity case like quote her life is going to be better because of me remember that to cut her daughter yeah it's fucked up and taking like so back in that scene too we didn't talk about like you know betty tried to point out like no of all of us like Ethel deserves this first off the most. She's she also, so peppy. She's she also got all the pep. Needs it the most. Like yes. she's a fucking orphan. Yes. Like what? She could. Her life will be so much better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Alice turns all of it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Midge could use it. She'll need a car to get that baby around town. <laughs> but we're not that nice of a person. Let's remember that, Elizabeth. For everything I do for Ethel, fuck that Midge girl. <laughs> No, that's the problem. We need to... It's too late. Back up in her room, Betty goes to reply to those letters it's from the It's finally time to write her column. And so she starts off the letter addressed to all of those that wrote in. Yes, because she, she has so little time. She's writing one response to six letters. So she says, <laughs> Dear Monica Posh. Oof. Sandy Sapphire. Oh, because Topaz Sat. Okay. Coral, please bottom. That one is rough. Bitsy Block. <laughs> Bitsy Block does sound like a real Archie character, though. Uh, Carrie Carry On. Oh. <laughs> and Edith Cups. 
<laughs> Edith Cups. Your cackle is so fucking loud. I know it makes the line go. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, yeah, all of you, um, you're not alone. There's hope. It's fine. You know, w- women, am I right? I am right. We're, though, we're right. Though um, I'm like, hey, did you even read Carrie Carrion's letter? Because she was like, you're a fucking crook. I hate you. Go die. <laughs> it's okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. Lots of people think I'm a crook and should go die. <laughs> And as she's writing this letter, she looks at a photo of them all from the competition. And Evelyn does not want to be in this picture. Oh my god, she hates everyone. She hates it. I need more Evelyn in this show because she is hilarious. (laughs) I love how much she hates everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is the end of the episode. Darling, what did you think of chapter 132, Miss Teen Riverdale? Oh my god. I've missed it. I've missed it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a good episode. I like this, this was. episode. It was, it, it's good in a lot of ways on a lot of levels because we get like really fun but also engaging Betty Alice stuff. Yeah. Deepening this this like newfound sisterhood, perhaps separated at birth conjoined twin sisterhood yeah. between Betty and Ethel is, is really good and, and rewarding. But then all the the added fun stuff of Evelyn just being the meanest, cruelest person alive, and all the boys being cartoons of themselves in the watch party. Yeah. Well, and I think what this does, this episode actually does really well. So it for a show, or an episode that has a very large amount of characters focused on. Yes. It. We've gotten a, a broad portfolio. They they it, really do have binders full of women in Riverdale. So it includes all. The girls well, I think, in ways that it doesn't feel rushed or like we're passing over stuff. Because sometimes it's like, oh my god, we're moving so fucking fast to get to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, but at the same time, because of the way they use the boys, like Mm -hmm. it really is an episode that encompasses like everyone. Yeah. And it's not... Like, oh my god, we mentioned that person for, like, a minute. Mm Because even mm -hmm. the stuff with, like, yeah, Midge disappears pretty early on. But the story of Midge and Fangs, like, continues. And Fangs is still spotted, and then we circle back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it it doesn't... It is the insight. There is no Ethel story without Midge's story. Yeah. It, It is entwined in it. Yeah. But it's just, it does a really good job at having a lot of characters focus that this show doesn't always do. Sometimes when... It gets really bad when they this have too many people. Hello? This is essentially, like, there's no B-plot in this episode. No, it's they, just focus. They take the time to be like, this is our plot, these are the people in it, we have all these other characters for flavor, but we're not cutting away to see what Jughead's up to this week. Yeah, yeah. and I think this type of thing works so much better because we're still getting info and stories of other, like, plots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we're not having getting whiplash of jumping between everyone Mm -hmm. one issue that i think really holds this episode back is that this episode wants to be about beauty standards and size yeah it is not they they really want you to think it they want to gesture toward it but they can't talk about it and i think it's because this is a show where everyone is tv hot yeah and you can't talk about, like, the issue of having only one girl who isn't TV hot when you've been doing that for seven years. Yeah. It yeah. would reflect badly to actually be about what it's trying to be about. So everyone's just really concerned with this murder tragedy and not saying the thing that you know they want to be saying. Yeah. Evelyn should come out and say it. In a heated moment, Alice yeah. should slip and say it. Yeah. They don't I, say it. I think, actually, if they had Evelyn address, like, address it, it would have actually been like, oh my god, you guys, stop, like, mm-hmm. fucking beating around the bush. It's yes. because, she, yes. you know, it would, like, but, call it out for the fact that this she, is stupid. She makes a fat joke about Midge. Yeah. She never says, wow, where'd you find all that tool? Mm-hmm. She should have. She's that character, especially yeah. this week. Yeah. But, but yeah, that is a frustration that I think comes from what Riverdale is, you know, yeah. a, a sexy drama on the CW. Yeah. They're, they're not going to talk about this on Supernatural either, I bet, probably. No. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching those 19 seasons to find out. 
Uh, but but yeah, I guess that that is what holds it back from being like an all timer, all timer, and instead just being a really good episode. Yeah. yeah. Again, I would watch though all the cut takes of yes. the voice. Yeah. I, I want to know everything that pops. Mm-hmm. So funny. That seems like the best one day of filming. <laughs> well, it's, it seems like one of those things that they would like just keep the camera rolling for a while and be like, okay, just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. react, say things, just, do things. Like whenever they filmed this, what what sport was happening? Just put that on the TV and like give give them that to act against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Starlin. Mm-hmm. Aside from secret separated conjoined twins, do you have any predictions? I mean, I think Fangs is right. They're experimenting on mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Midge going to blow the whole thing wide open? Is Midge going to be brainwashed? Oh, she might be brainwashed. Is she going to be brainwashed to hate The Rock and The Roll? <gasps> what if she's brainwashed to hate The Rock and The Roll and she doesn't love Fangs anymore? Yeah. No, they're happiness. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I prefer their relationship over his and Tony's. That was weird. But <laughs> sorry, the we, dog is cuddling so much right now. I'm we so love distracted. each other very much as bisexuals. As bisexual. <laughs> Do you have any predictions? No. Okay. I mean, my prediction was just too good. Yeah, it it's soaked too, it's, up it's all the sucked prediction. all the air out of there. It's too perfect. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to sully it by, by yeah. putting something up, like, up against it to, to be drowned out in its blinding light. This makes sense. Yes. Yes. So next week. Uh, yeah. I mean, not really next week. We're, the show has ended. We're out of phenomenological time. Next episode. The next episode we watch. Yeah. I plan for the episode to come in a week's time. But when I say next week, every time before this, I mean like when it airs a week from now. And that's just not true. The next one. The next one. The next one. Is called Stag. And I did not look up to see if there is a movie called Stag. Rather, I I think we're we're safe in saying this is about the category of movies, Stag Films. Ah. Yeah. So, what we know is there's going to be a sexy shoot with uh, Tony and Cheryl. There's a lot of lingerie lounging uh, in this episode. Uh, Biddy, b- b- Biddy. Biddy. Little, little Miss Biddy. Betty. Well, at first I thought, I was like, is she like a sideshow performance? She's a burlesque no. performance. She's a burlesque performance that I think is getting videotaped. Uh, there's stag films. There's a burlesque show. There's girly mags. Uh, there's Reggie telling Archie that at midnight they become men. Jughead is is wryly, perhaps ironically, describing something as lurid and perverted. They they are putting the sex in sex, Archie. Yes. In our next chapter to come. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. That's about all we uh, I mean, that's how you sell an episode, I guess. I suppose. Like so many episodes before it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, like we mentioned, obviously, we, we've we've completed our long, long uh, detour through memory lane to come back to Riverdale proper after uh, uh, the SAG after strike and their request to not produce promotional material for struck work. But but that's over. And like we obliquely mentioned, a number of real life things as well after that yeah. are, are now behind us. Yeah. So this train does not end until we reach chapter... 137. Yeah, and then maybe watch an Archie movie. And then and then maybe whatever we decide to do. Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there is that The Archie's movie. Yeah, I feel like we have to watch have that to wa- before the end of this. I Also, maybe not for contact, but definitely for context. Yeah. I want to watch May-December. I want to see the first, like, critical darling movie to star a Riverdale alumnus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, who would have called Reggie Mantle being the first breakout in a real-ass movie that isn't about watching dogs die? Yeah, yeah. I love Lily Reinhardt in the the J-Lo stripper movie. You know I do. But I wouldn't call that. She wasn't, like, third build, you know? It's not the same situation. No. It's him. Doing that, and then, like, Casey Cott going and being in Moulin Rouge yeah, and, on Broadway. And we're not, and we're not like, buying New York tickets just for that. Love no, you, Casey. But... but, like, seriously, like, the two of them. 
so far. It's been a very so brief far. period of time. So far. These, these things take time to cast and film and etc. Uh-huh. But, but enough about that. Instead, it's time to finish the show. And before we can finish the show, I have to ask once more. It is uh, inscribed in a deal I signed with the devil himself uh, to tell a friend about this show. There isn't much like, left of it. Where the fuck are you going with that? I don't know. What hell, that's it's <laughs> one of the stipulations. You know the Jesus hell I mentioned earlier. Hell. Okay. <laughs> you can also uh, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. Mm-hmm. Five star ratings are the only thing I have to outwit the devil at his own game. A thing I learned from Miss Veronica Lodge. You can also follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. or. Whatever the fuck it's called now. It's called Twitter, at sex underscore Archie. Yeah. Anything you want to promote? Yeah, yeah. I want to remind people that Six Feet Under is back with a new series called Renegade Scum. It is a Star Wars game played in a GM-less system. It, It is a collaboration of six people essentially talking about things we really love and things we really hate about Star Wars. And through that friction, a story that I really enjoy falls out. Uh, so, so again, check out Six Feet Under. Renegade Scum is ten, is ten episodes in. It's, it's, it's a baby thing. If we hit 20, I'll be shocked. Like, we are moving toward... We're, we're late in Act 2 of an Act 3, of a three-act structure, I would assume, at this point. Yeah. Again, it's GMless. I don't exactly have a plan laid out. No one does. That's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. Please. I'm really proud of it. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Miss Grumpy Pants USA. Grumpy Pants. Grumpy pants? She's gonna have grumpy pants when I move her in a minute. She got no pants. She doggy. Are you sure you have no pants? You're gonna be grumpy. You're gonna be grumpy. <laughs> oh, grumpus.